It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Kazoka. And here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Kazoka. And welcome to another Wednesday night. A Wednesday night. Seth Williams Show with Mike Giselga, live as per usual, Monday and Wednesday nights, and then posted everywhere afterwards. Um, hell of a day, huh? No kidding, man. I'm actually, uh, in case you haven't noticed, I'm doing the show on remote today. Uh, I'm actually not at home doing the show. I am inside a, a Biden's closet. At the office building? Yeah, at the office building or the think tank or whatever it is that he, you know. Uh, stored all the documents. I am right there and have them sitting behind me as we speak. There you go. I don't know. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's three missing. Maybe you got them in your hand. Maybe they're on your desk. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're scattered throughout. I mean, we don't know exactly where they are. He doesn't right. know exactly where they are. Um, yeah, you know, I, I certainly don't want to turn this into a, Political discussion tonight. Certainly do not. Oh, come on. We can. I, I don't. I don't. I know. I know. It turns ugly. I want to play something for you, though, just real quick, if you don't mind. Do you mind? No, hell no. And then, you know, whether we talk about this the rest of the night or not, we got Tony Masashio coming up in just a few minutes. He's going to be live from another great restaurant. We got Hayden Grove coming on. Yep. Will uh, might come on with about, tickets. We got a full show. Yeah, Hayden's going to talk about the Browns. He's going to talk about his singing career. He's going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. But I just want to play something for you. Okay. Because this is something that you don't see me play very often. I'm going to play something from CNN. Yeah. Not Fox. Okay. I'm going to play something. It's not very long, but something from CNN. Because here on this show, we are fair and balanced, and we play both sides of the argument. Correct? Agreed. All right. Okay. Amen. Right, here we go. Here we go. We have sound of uh, current President Biden addressing the, the handling of classified documents and the care in which he believes they should be handled, and we should listen to that. I think we have this. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself, looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Okay. Now, I just want to know if there will be a special counsel, if there will be the DOG will, or DOJ will go ahead and, and do something about this. If they're going to investigate, they're going to have, you know, all kind of different things happen. They just found more documents um, after you know, they found the first batch the other day. And on top of it, a lot of these, this whole thing was found out before the midterms happened and released after the midterms happened. So I just want to know if everything's going to be on the up and up. And they're going to do an investigation and they're going to scream lock up Biden the way that they were screaming lock up Trump. Now, okay. we don't have to get into everything because no, I, you know, we, we don't. But I'm just saying, the thing. Yeah, we got a thing. documents found. 
Two things. Maybe more than two. We'll see how I go. Uh, Biden did not immediately come out and say, oh, my God, the Justice Department's been weaponized and this is a total witch hunt. He didn't say that. Number two, when the lawyers found the documents, they called the National Archives and gave them back. The documents aren't at in the closet that you're at. The closet you're sitting in is empty. What we had appeared differently was a promise that, oh, yeah, we gave everything back, which wasn't true. A subpoena to give everything back that was ignored and not fulfilled. A subpoena that was executed on to get finally all of this stuff and on and on and on and on. Here's my point. I completely, completely agree with CNN's coverage of the fact that it kind of stinks or raises some suspicion that this stuff was discovered the day before. We don't know why the reason for the delay is, but it was exactly one day before the midterms. But CNN's trying to get to the bottom of this. Difference in coverage is Fox made it appear that everybody else was to blame except for the guy who was responsible for it. That's the difference. We'll see how it played out. And don't also I mean, forget. That's not entirely true. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not done. Don't also forget that not only did they give it to the uh, National Archives, but with regard to the Justice Department, they insisted that the person in charge be someone that was appointed by Trump so that nobody could say this was all political. I let the chips fall where they may. I'm not going to make blanket excuses. I am not going to say, oh, my God, look what poor me. If this turns out to be something that shouldn't happen, let the chips fall where they may. That, however, is a big difference than the way things are handled at rallies. Rachel Maddow went on the air and was saying that this is a nothing. This is absolutely nothing, and we should blow it off. And maybe CMS Network here is correct. The two reactions are not the issue. Correct. It's not a matter of who reacted in what way, um, except for the fact that Biden said that this was irresponsible of Trump. He said that it was wrong. He well, he also he said it was wrong to have him in his in his living quarters and on the floor. Okay. These were in a locked well, closet they, in an office. They saved those pictures. You know that. It was proven that they saved those pictures and took pictures of it. You're not going to see that when it comes to Biden. But he had these documents, <clears throat> and nobody else, he was in charge of those documents. Right. So we will see what happens. I but completely agree. If you're going to crucify one, agree. you got to crucify the other, and I think that that's, that's only fair. Okay, then but, let's again, start to see the crucifixion of the other side because yeah, it's already so starting we, with Biden. We'll go ahead and we will see what happens um, with, with 46. I completely agree with you. Wrong is wrong no matter who it is. That's, amen to that. Amen to right. that is right. You can go ahead and you can join the show. We're not going to be talking this kind of stuff the entire time. Again, we've nope. got Tony Masashi coming up in just a few minutes. For show but I, I, you know, it's refreshing, dude, that you now, and I founded a show. To take anything. FBI could have taken what they wanted from Mar-a-Lago. Um, they didn't. Oh, my God. That's true. I mean, they even had a congressman on the other day saying that yeah. the vice president does not have the clearance to take those papers. Yeah. But, again, this is the person that thinks those dogs are acting. So I have a I have a problem. I mean, one, she's my friend. so I, I, would, I get you know, that, too. She's mine, too. 
But how do you take a dog and sit it there and go, okay, act like you're starving to death? Well, nobody knows what you're talking about now. But yeah, I know, I know. It's inside um, politics. Yeah. Uh, you can join the show however you want to. You can join the show by uh, texting in your stuff, or you can come on the show and I just put the link down there. You can come on and talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. We're going to talk about the Browns a little bit with Hayden Grove. Uh, we got some good, big guests coming on next week that I'm excited about. Yeah, no kidding. Go ahead and fill that in, man. I was thrilled when you made this call. But we're definitely going to have some people involved with the Cleveland Crunch on next week. Right, players right. come on. Uh, their season is going to be starting up in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk to them. And then a guy that has been – I'm not going to even give out the name just yet. I'm no, sure that's fine. Everything is confirmed. But a guy that's been big in radio, a good friend of mine. When he says I can announce it, I will announce it. But a good friend for two decades. And everybody knows this guy from you know, Cleveland Radio, Columbus Radio. Uh, he will be joining us hopefully uh, next Monday as well. We also have coming up next Monday the lead singer of Steelheart uh, from back in the day. Nice. Well, fantastic band. Also from uh, um, Steel Dragon, the movie uh, with Mark Wahlberg, a rock star. Right. Uh, so we'll talk to him on Monday as well. So we're looking forward to that. I think it's kind of cool also that the audience should know, because hats off to them too, and what we're trying to build here and what we're doing with your support and your input. I'm talking to everybody listening at home. You do what you always do to promote the show, Seth, and you do a hell of a job. But the stuff went up like it always does the day of the show, and you announced A, B, C, D, and E. And all of a sudden, the person whose name you're not going to give away yet, and I, I, that's way cool, called you up and said, hey, what about this, A, B, C, and D? You followed up, made the phone call, and not only do we get the guest who we'll talk about next week when he's on the air, but then the GM from the organization calls up and asks you, do you mind if I come on and we talk and we got a couple players and maybe you guys might want to come see a show or come, come, to, yeah. come to a game. Yep. And I'm thinking that to just get plugged in to what's going on here in Cleveland, here in Northeast Ohio is a tribute to what we've been building with the, our supporters and our sponsors since we started the show. That was cool. Uh, James, I can't play music when I uh, on the show, unfortunately, because then they they ban me, block me, and right, right, right. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that, that's a good uh, good choice to come back with. You can again join the show by um, sending your messages via Facebook, via YouTube, and um, <clears throat> we can put them on the screen and we can read them. So please be a part of the show and please join in on the show. Click on the link that I have provided. Follow the directions. It's really easy. And you can uh, join us via video call. Let also, me also let me also quick. address something that yeah. came through uh, our email, right. and somebody wrote to you and I and said, "Can you just get a phone number? I don't like to do video, whether they're shy, whether they're you know worried about their house, their appearance, whatever. But they just want to call a number." That all of that stuff is in the works. We're going to find a way to make it easy for everybody to open up and be part of what we're doing. Well, so I'm going to just tell that guy to hang in there, that we'll find a way to make him part of the show too. You can go ahead and just you know, call in anyways and just put, you know, get, put a piece of tape over the, the camera so you can't be seen. Bingo. Yeah, all right. Both of you are moderate on your side. Mike's response is always about the reactions of the craziest celebrity star effers. 
the Maddows and the Mega Fighters are all fringe and will never be in the. I only bring that up because those are the people I want to eliminate from the beginning. Those are the people that I want on both sides. Just knock them out of the box and let's talk heart to heart with the people that have been overtalked and ignored and hear their good ideas because collectively and together, we will start to offer some good solutions and build some bridges and solve some problems. I completely agree, Chris. Look, I, I but, but see, I, I think that's where I, I get a little bit frustrated with the idea behind you know, the uh, let's bring everybody together thing because I happen to be one of those MAGA guys who likes Trump, who likes uh, the idea of not having these career politicians control my life anymore and have, you know, whether it's Trump or somebody else, I, I don't care if it's him, but I would rather have somebody in charge that's not the same political hacks that all they do is mire us down and filth and and you know, taking our money and, and putting money where it shouldn't go. And I would rather have somebody who has uh, the people's interest at heart where I, I don't think that these politicians anymore do. Um, so again, whether it's Trump or, or somebody else, I would like to see that happen because I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of the, the McCarthy Nothing wrong with that at all. The McCarthy but is a Republican, but he is part of the problem, in my opinion. I think we need fresh people in there that aren't these career politicians who know how to run a business because America is a business and can get this thing straightened out. And I do believe in America first policy. I think okay. that we should think America... I will America before we start taking care of anybody else. I, I mean, balance again, that out though. Like Trump or not like Trump. Trump Forget is not Trump. The issue here. Forget him. The issue is, is that I want America first. The balance is that's what though, I want. The balance though is you can term limit all the politicians. You can make sure there's new people going up there, this, that, and the other thing, but don't ignore the fact that there are no term limits for lobbyists. And all I've said from the beginning, and this is the whole premise about both sides having to roll up their sleeves and build something different and better than everybody else so far, and the opportunity to do that, and what we're trying to do here on this show is the fact that you can't send amateurs to go deal with career lobbyists. Those are the people that rewrite the bills in committee. Those are the people that rewrite the bills and put them out. And don't give even the representatives a chance to read them. So all of what you sending aspire to is good for both sides. Sending the it's professional just a way to do it. Sending the professional politicians in there hasn't been working for us for a very long time. Yeah, but the reason for that, though, just is... Just because we have a system that's been around for a long time doesn't mean it's the correct system anymore. Everything seems to change, and maybe it's time that we change this. Uh, Gunner, who I'm a big fan of now, uh, every politician does this. Remember Hillary and the phones? And laptops, they tried to get Trump portray him a certain way, and lo and behold, we find this a standard operating procedure with documents, Thank and that's you. what it seems to be. <clears throat> hey, listen, like I, I said, let the chips fall where they may. Same thing with, and we haven't brought this up yet, but I'll be the first one to bring it up. If there's all kinds of incriminating stuff on that laptop, and it's shown that Hunter should go to jail, I'm not going to stand here and try to defend him because, well, he's not Trump. This that, and that thing. Fine, let it be. Let all the chips fall where they may. But I want to see that attitude on both sides because that's how you get to new and different. We have um, talked a million and one different times. 
the money, and nobody's answered this yet, if all of the billionaires paid the same amount of taxes you and I do, we could solve all of the problems facing us and have a bucket load of money left over. Well, we can get into all this a all little bit later, uh, probably after I agree. Spot, but we have a ton of massage here to go to. But Chris, real quick, says, uh, by the way, when people go to join the link, they have the option to turn off the camera and just have the audio connect. Oh, so that's good, because there's a couple people in. that have emailed us that are afraid to do that. And now that they know that, just give us a call, join no. in, and we'll put a picture of you know something else up instead of you. John says, hi, guys. Hi, John. Hope you're feeling hi, right. Hi, John. John, text in and let me know that you're doing okay. Bingo. I, hear from you, uh, I haven't talked in a while. Absolutely. But right now, let's go to Tony Masaccio. Hey, uh, let's find out where he's at. Reporter. Tony, how you doing, Tony? What the hell are you? Hey, Bernie, give me $1,000 on Buffalo over Miami. Yeah, <laughs> right. right, right. For the over. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm on the line with Bernie Kozar placing my bets. <laughs> right. And Pete Rose is waiting to buzz in. And you're fired. <laughs> what a How you doing, Tom? Was, huh? Good. Wait, here's the funniest part about it. I did a pool with Bernie Kozar, Mike Trevisano, and a few other celebrities betting on games about 10 years ago. Yeah, okay. All you had to do was be quiet. Isn't that something? Yes. Anyways, that's a, that's a whole me. other story. But anyways, guys, I am here live at 49th Street Tavern, located on 49th Street. It's 4129 49th Street. It's on the corner of Harvard and 49th, right behind the BP gas station here in Newburgh Heights. So you got to wow. come here. But don't come quickly and don't speed because the cops here are a bitch. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if you've ever sped down 77 and got a ticket. But they tape you getting a ticket on 77. No. Where, so, where, where, what city is it? It's Newburgh in Newburgh Heights. Newburgh Heights. Yeah. So this was the old cricket tavern many, many years ago where the mills were right down the street. And you were able to cash your check here. Didn't even have to have a checking, you know, a bank account in those days. You cash your check like the old bars did. It was no charge to cash your check. And of course, they had 300 people in this tiny little place eating and drinking. It was a smart idea in those days. And yep. those guys made a ton of money. So, guys, let me just show you what I have in front of me. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It is a pepperoni sausage pizza. They also have, so John Pappas, who is Greek, also has a Greek pizza. And what's on the Greek pizza is crumbled feta, spinach, garlic butter, tomato to die for. Oh my God. Yeah. Here's her hamburger with Texas toast. I also have a feta, onion, cucumber with a little bit of gyro meat inside, pita. They're wrapped with chicken. And of oh. course, their chicken wings are absolutely wonderful. Mm. Let me see that wrap Isn't again. Right. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm getting a wrap tonight. That looks so tasty. Yeah. So, nice. Seth, what I'm going to do is, obviously, I live so close to you. One of these nights, I'm bringing you home a box of this food when we're at a close restaurant at Broadview Heights, North Worldton, or wherever. Again, I'll yeah. drop it off on the way home. That's yeah, awesome. well, I have a car. I can meet you at <laughs> Seth's house. There you go, Mike. <laughs> 
that's, you know. that's even better. So <laughs> it looks like a pretty lively place. It sounds like it, is. it. it sounds yeah, like it. Nice, you know what? And let me just show you something really cool too. Um, obviously, all of these bars and restaurants, which I have talked about, not only on my show, but I've talked about it on your podcast. Everyone now, and years ago, when I was in high school and college, we drank Jack Daniels. Oh my God! Yeah. Look at where it look at where it's come. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Isn't this amazing? <laughs> I mean, now everyone has a bourbon whiskey selection throughout every bar and it's become more and more expensive obviously with right. the pandemic um and you know you know again i'm in this industry where i sell margarita mix tequila has gotten really nuts i mean it is like to the top now in the cost of the product so again yeah. you know we're used to this we had talked about this before everything is becoming more and more expensive and we got to accept it because it's not coming down well, do me a favor. When you bring the food, bring a shot of that, too. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, John says that place is awesome. Sandy says, I know where that's at. Cool spot. It is a 25-hour yes. zone. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm reading this also on the line. That's funny. So, guys, I, again, go ahead, Mike. Uh, well, it's like Scott's just last comment. It's like the one I made two weeks ago. We, I, I wanted you on at the end of the show so that I don't have to be hungry for yeah. two more hours. And now you're on even earlier than 5.30, so I'm going to be hungrier another 15 minutes longer than I would have before. So and the other thing you. is, every single one of our uh, listening audience tunes in, is going to start tuning in to see where you are next because every place is different. Every place is good. The food is amazing. The recipes are incredible. I just wish how much fun it would be or do something different to, well, no, you can't, but to just oh like show up at a place and go, Oh my God, look at this food. <laughs> but, uh, and not be so hungry, but you know, I will tell you, this is Northeast Ohio. The key to half of what you do when you know this, Tony, is it's family. Yes. It's family recipes. It's stuff that's been handed down. It's grandma's old recipe. And you got individuals mom and dad and you know patriarchs and matriarchs of families blood sweat and tears doing their best and busting their ass to make sure that everybody here eats good we're blessed and, in northeast ohio man we are and, and you know what it's adding to that mike it's not only family it's ethnicity so that we're gonna too. go to little we're gonna that be too. in little italy in a couple weeks and i'm gonna do a couple of the restaurants there gorino's is a great example they've been in business oh. for 102 years isn't that something? It is. You walk in the back patio, and I've been to Italy. You feel like you're in Europe. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And they Wait, still had the same recipe from 50 years ago. A place yeah. that I I love down in Little Italy. I, I haven't been there in years upon years. At Mama Santa's. Oh yes. Yes. It's still there, right? Yeah. Yes, Garino's is great. Absolutely. Mama Santa's is nice. Me and then what was the name? Yeah, they're just are all kinds of ethnic. Cleveland used to be a testing ground for all kinds of marketing and all kinds of products because of all the ethnic diversity and the integrity of all of the different neighborhoods. You could test a product and know how it was going to play. Same thing with music. You could test a, a song and see how it was going to play. Yeah. But the, the integrity of the quality of the food is just incredible. 
and guess what started here in Shaker Heights? Chef What's Boyardee. That? Oh, yeah, that's right, too. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was the right greatest Italian chef of all time. Yeah, yep. isn't that something? So, guys, touching upon that, too, Mike, I am going to go to some restaurants that you will not believe they're in this city, like Ethiopian, like yeah. Mediterranean, that we yeah. never even – people don't know these places that – and now I'm getting it where they're calling me to come to these places. I just got a Good. call, which, and we're going to talk about this. We're going to be at um, the, it's actually the Avalon, which is an hour away grand resort. It has three golf courses. It has three swimming pools. It is a hotel with 132 rooms. It is a resort like something out of Las Vegas. There's a smoking room, cigar smoking room, that's wow. open 24 hours. Where is right that? here in North. It's in Warren, Ohio. Oh, and it's yeah. right I'm, here. I'm, it's, a, it's an hour right away. Huh. Yeah. And it's I also beautiful. told you, I'm out in Avon now, but Mary Jo and I want to treat you and introduce you to some places. There's one place in Amherst we've talked about. It. I'm not going to, yes. you know, yeah. steal anybody's thunder and stuff like that. But there's a place that's just like unbelievable. They have a brie. An apple brie burger that just oh, is wow. like melts in your mouth. Oh, I'm telling you, wonderful. It, hey yeah. guys, let me let me let me touch upon a couple of things that are yeah, they have going on here too. They Go ahead. are giving away a 70 inch television for only ten dollar raffle ticket. They're going to give it away at halftime at the on the big game. Ten dollar really? ticket for wow. a 70 inch television. It's a Viso television. You know, well, I just want to—I just want to yeah. win the raffle for seven inches. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what my wife said. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is another one of these gems in northeastern Ohio. You know what else they have on the menu? Which we grew up. Our parents, our moms, made it for us. What fried bologna? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Oh my $7. god! Seven dollars and ninety-nine cents, guys, for a thick fried bologna sandwich. Wow. So again, you got to check this place out. Again, it is 49th mm. Street Tavern. Um, I am sipping my margarita here. I'm going to enjoy a couple of these meals. And again, we're going to make this happen, or I'm going to drop some meals off to you guys. Yeah, we need to make that happen, no doubt. Yeah, yeah you, we one, do. One quick question for you, because I had breakfast with you the other the other morning on Sunday morning. We had yes. breakfast together, and I see what you eat. How do you eat the, all these this food? Because when I saw you, you had like an egg, a piece of bacon, and a bunch of coffee. Is that so, why you're hungry for all these meals at night? So, you know what? It's it's yoga, swimming, and smoke and mirrors. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. We appreciate it, Tom. Oh, my God. You're very nice welcome. Let job, me leave buddy. you with this since we were talking about, and again, they're going to have sports betting here real soon. Obviously, it happened January 1st. They're just waiting for the terminal. It will be here soon. Obviously, okay. the Ohio Lottery wasn't able to get these all at once. So in the term, in a bet, a trifecta means what? Is it the first three finishes in a race in a consecutive order? Yes. Is it three bets on a ticket? Or is it losing your house, your wife, and your car? <laughs> well, it depends on how many times you bet the trifecta. <laughs> but initially, it's set up to be predicting first, second, and third. Thanks, that is correct. Hey, guys, Tony Masaccio reporting live at 49th Street Tavern. Everybody knows Tony. You can listen to me every Saturday morning. I am on Flashpoint 1490 WERE between 10 o'clock and 11. And I will talk to you guys 
next Wednesday evening. And as Sweet. always, I'm going to surprise you with something. Have, Have a, a great, great week, gentlemen. Yeah, well, Thanks, surprise Tony. me with some food, Tony. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> See you, bro. Yeah, the place looks amazing. God. They all You're right. Man. I'm starving every time that we talk to them. Right. Me, you, me, both. Um, got this from TMZ just a couple minutes ago. If you don't know, maybe you haven't heard yet. Uh, Jeff Beck, legendary guitarist, uh, dead, seventy-eight. Oh my God! Uh, according to TMZ, Jeff Beck dead at seventy-eight. Oh man! Oh, there you go. Um, were you a Jeff Beck fan? Yeah, I was a Jeff Beck fan. Uh, you know, I saw all those guys back in the day, the seventies, the early eighties. And uh, it just, I don't know. I, I, I just can't think of too many artists that are out today that people are going to line up to see when they are 80 years old. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, just it seems like, you know, seems like a lot of these metal guys uh, seem to keep uh, playing as long as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, let's see. Yeah, but it's sad news that he has uh, passed away. Don't forget, you can join the show. We'll get a link that I put up. You can also uh, text into the show, uh, whatever you would like. Be part of the show tonight. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Hopefully, Hayden Grove will be joining us in just a minute or so. Yeah, and um, trust me, Seth, once you get into your 60s, 78 doesn't sound that old. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's take a quick break here, and then uh, we'll okay. get Hayden Grove on the line, and we will be right back. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440 305 2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all. 
from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170, Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. And right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Jusaka live. And um, I want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, we just heard from Triz Restaurant to uh, Joe Burdick, Burdick Custom Flags, and uh, Charlie's Auto Repair, Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline. Um, Hayden Grove's coming up in just a second here. But thanks to all the sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor for the show, um, we have plenty of uh, opportunities. So you can email us, Seth and Mike, Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. And uh, be part of the show that way. Uh, we, uh, you can sponsor the message line, uh, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor, join us, and we appreciate it. Uh, but it's right a now, pretty I- unique time. I'll t- take two more seconds and say, don't forget, we've announced that come February sometime, we are going to be going nationally. So get in on the ground floor yeah. and grow with us. Let's have Absolutely. a good time together. Uh, right now, let's go to the Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline. And my man crush, I hate to admit this. But I do have a man crush, and have <laughs> had it for quite some time. Um, and it's the one. It's a mutual. It's a, it's a mutual. It's a mutual man crush. Bingo. See, like, look at him, Mike. I mean, I haven't seen <laughs> Hayden in quite some time. It's been since I think July last time I saw you. Yeah, I haven't seen him since your benefit. Yeah, and right. I thank you for coming out to that. And um, it's so great to see you. And I, I'm I'm sweating profusely, and it's not because of the lights. It's just because I have you on. You, know, you guys, I mean, I'm so I'm out in public right now, and you guys are in your studios. You guys look the studios look amazing. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that you're you're in front of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's pretty special. See, uh, and I, and I see it's it's amazing, and uh, I like Mike's setup too. He's got the piano. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to walk down to the Rock Hall, you're going to see me sitting out in the cold. Yeah. No, you're not. But yeah, it's <laughs> good. It's all right. So, what have you been up to, Hayden? I know you've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I we appreciate just, you coming on with it. What have you been doing? Yeah, just uh, wrapped up the Brown season, which was uh, obviously very eventful. We can talk about that. We can talk about it. Yeah. You guys want. But um, getting ready for Cavs season to come kind of into full swing here and doing a lot of singing around town. Kind of my goal this year is to do 100 gigs before the year's over, and we're probably going to eclipse that. So cool. Uh, go, a lot going on, and I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, see, I don't even know where to start with you because I've seen a lot of stuff on social media. So before we get into the Browns, Cavs, and all that fun stuff, but I want to ask you about I'm sure most people have seen it the Michael Buble video of course yeah i mean he called you out and how awesome is that yeah i mean it was completely unexpected you know and i know that you know maybe your audience isn't very tiktok savvy but it's an app that i downloaded during the pandemic because i was bored and you know all i really do on there is sing and, and watch videos and i and he caught a glimpse of a video of mine and started following me and and has kind of we've kind of had you know some minor conversations on the app and uh i went to a show and he saw me in the audience and called me out and it was it was really magical and really just really special i mean he's been one of my idols you know along with the guys that are dead frank sinatra dean martin you know all those guys as well so uh he kind of keeps that music alive in the popular sphere and um and it's an honor for me to you know to 
have been called out by him and to have, you know, gotten to talk with him and, and for him to have or to have his support, which is, uh, you know, still unbelievable for me to say. But here's what must have been really cool, Hayden, because yep. I don't, I, you know, I've known you, I've shared a stage, the Triv stuff, but I yep. didn't know you well. And then we talked a little bit at Seth's benefit over the summer and then Buble came later. But this is what really impressed me. It's not only to have Michael Buble call you out and mention you and 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 that, but then to have everybody else in the audience support that call out. Yeah, and that's exactly know what about happened. you. And uh, so not only did Michael Buble do that, but then everybody else that paid to go see his show said, "Oh yeah, no kidding," and give you the same love. That yeah, had that's... to feel cool coming from your hometown. Oh, it was incredible. I mean. Well, it wasn't my hometown actually. It was in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So that's so that's kind of the that's the only part of it that's not better. amazing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So when he, when he comes to Cleveland, we'll do the same. Hopefully, we'll do something great Amen. and amazing. Man, I hope you do a duet. Oh, uh, uh, we'll do something bigger and better, and it'll be amazing. But cool. yeah, but I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, when I went, I had thirty thousand followers at the time, and I've now have almost seventy. So just one one moment like that. You know, it took off, and uh, it's it's really special. You're right. Yeah, see, for the you. record, Hayden, uh, you know, I'm a big TikTok fan. Um, my page, I don't really do a whole lot on because I'm, I'm like afraid to. But, like I just like swiping through and seeing all these people and stuff. But we did start a uh, a TikTok page for the show. Oh, you uh, did? Oh, I don't. I hope I follow it. If I don't, oh, I will. Cool. I promise. Right now, we have two followers. Mike's not. Oh. Even- it's myself and my daughter. Oh, I will. I will be the third. Oh, I promise. I'll, I'll I promise. Now, <laughs> so, but it, we, we post some stuff. I only started it the other day, so we only have a couple videos up there. But TikTok is like my 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 new favorite thing because it's you can always find something interesting to watch yeah. on TikTok, and it's crazy. Yeah. And you know that's the funny part about TikTok is that you know I, I, whenever whenever a new social media app comes out, it's like, oh man, you know, here we go again. We're all gonna, you know, this is dumb. It's gonna fail. Everything's and then, but like TikTok is just it's. I think it's one of the most um, healthy apps out there because I think it can it can be for kids. It can be for older people. It, it just depends yeah. on your interests. You can watch. You know, I sing on there. I don't really do much more than that, but. You know, there are funny videos, there are informational videos, there are, you know, it's it's just, it's a, it's available for a wide range of people and gives you a wide range of um, of interests. And it's really, it's a wonderful thing. I think there's a lot of positivity coming from the app as opposed to a lot of the negativity you see on some of the other apps. So it's, um, it's, it's a great thing. And, and it's one of the only good things to come from the pandemic. Are you downtown right now? No, I'm at Crocker Park where I live. Crocker Park. Are you yeah. performing tonight or no? No, no, I'm not. Where, where are you going to be next? What, what kind of gigs you got coming up? Um, okay, a lot of them. So this Friday, I'll be at Triv's Restaurant. Nice. Shout out to Triv's Restaurant. We, uh, we love Triv's, and I'll be there once a month. Um, they have given me that opportunity, which is great. So you can check out that. Uh, my schedule is HaydenFrankGrove.com slash events. Um, so I'll be at Triv's once a month, and then I'm at uh, Lost Social Club on the 20th, which is downtown below Barley House. Kind of a cool, swanky vibe down there. Um, I'll be at Veranda here in, in near Westlake and Avon. Um, that'll be the 21st, I believe. I'll be at Unwind in Wadsworth on the 28th. I'll be at Landings on the 27th in Akron. So I am all over Northeast Ohio. If you want to come, please do. Um, I'm excited to be all over the map this year and uh, and try to. I'm trying. To, somebody told me a long time ago that um, 
the, you, know, you want to go to people's neighborhoods. You want to go to their spots, and uh, you don't want to make them come to see you. So I'm going to go to you and, and come to your neighborhood and your town and and uh, and perform for you. We definitely got to go check out at Triz, man, because they're a yeah. spot for the show, and yeah. I would love to. Yeah. I haven't seen I mean, it forever, so I'd love it. I'm yeah, actually hey. walking now, Hayden, so it'd be nice to walk into Triv's and, and see it. So I nice. would love that. I would love that. And, uh, and you know, obviously we love Triv very much, and we still do, and it's an honor to kind of be there and, and sing at a place that was so special to him and his family. So definitely an honor oh. to be uh, to sing at Triv's. Sweet. Now, yeah. where is tell us the name of the place again, under or near the Barley House. What did you say it's about un, it's it's under Barley House. It's, it's literally the it's it's kind of next door. The the entrance is next door, but it leads down under Barley House. It's and called, what's it called? It's called Lost Social Club. Lost. And it's okay. It's Lost. Lost. L O S T. Lost. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. So it's a nice little kind of swanky area and bar and um and kind of that kind of vibe, jazzy kind of nice underground theme. You make I, I gotta hook you up with Tony that was just on doing restaurants and stuff because every time I hear you sing, it throws me back to wishing that there were places in Cleveland where you could go and sit in a big red booth, have a great steak, listen to the house orchestra, and have somebody like you singing all night long. So that's kind of what Lanning's supper is. club would be cool. Yeah, that's kind of what Landings is. Uh, Landings is that down there in Akron, they've re kind of revamped it. It used to have a big orchestra. Now, I mean, obviously, it's mm-hmm. a little harder to get big bands in there. But yeah, but they have huge booths. They have a bar. They have that kind of. It's called Dino's Lounge, and it kind of has that feel. So Landings down in Akron, right off Gent Road or Gent nice. Road. Because um, as a it's, comic, it's, I just want to walk in and say cigars, cigarettes, Tipperillo. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, hey, if you want to, I don't know if they allow cigars, but I'm all in for cigars. I have no problem with that. Bingo. As long as you bring one for me, I'm I'm in. I will do that. So other than the singing, I obviously I see you doing a lot of stuff on Twitter. I mean, are you doing what's, yeah. what are you what are you doing professionally other than the singing? You work Yeah, I work I still work or? yeah, still work for Cleveland.com doing social media for them, covering sports. Um just where like I said, just wrapped up the Brown season and it was uh it was definitely interesting. Um we definitely disappointing given, you know, what we expected from this team. I, I yeah. Mean, and I think the disappointing thing, maybe so it wasn't the record because I think if, I think if you said before the season that the Browns are going to be eight and nine, okay. They thought, all right, well you had a backup quarterback for most of the season, you know, that really wasn't going to pan out well, but it was the defense that could yeah. have let them down. Yeah. And that was so that's the disappointing the str- part. Yes. Exactly. No they were supposed to run the ball and play defense and they ran the ball, but they didn't play defense. So what are you thinking? What are you hearing as far as like new defensive coordinator? I saw you posted some stuff again on Twitter the other day. Yeah. So we, uh, Jim Schwartz, uh, former head coach of the Lions, interviewed today. Brian Flores, former head coach of the Dolphins, going to interview tomorrow. Um, there is um, Jim Leonard, uh, former defensive coordinator at Washington or at Wisconsin, is going to maybe interview at some point. He's not confirmed because he's not currently with the team. Um, Sean Desai from the Seahawks is going to interview at some point. So there are some really good names out there, some really uh, experienced guys, guys that have been head coaches. And I think that they're, you know, there's an opportunity there for somebody really great to come in and kind of <laughs> revamp this defense. And I think not only great because of the experience, but I think the guys they're bringing in are kind of the opposite of Kevin Stefanski in that they're a little fiery. They kind of, right, they, right. they're kind of tough. And you kind of need that balance between, 
fiery coaches and analytical and smart head coaches. I think you need a little bit of that balance, and I think that's exactly what they're trying to bring in with this new defensive coordinator. Now, I, I was hearing uh, somebody actually said to me the other day, and they said, if Flores gets that job, watch for him to be the head coach midway through the season. Yes, yeah, yeah. he messes up. Absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, and I think that's probably why they want to bring him in because, you know, you want to have – sorry. I don't <laughs> These people at Crocker, man, they, they rev their engines like crazy. Um, but that being said, that being said, uh, you know, you're right. Brian Flores has been a head coach. I think he should be a head coach again, whether it's with the Browns or elsewhere. But you're right, because I think if Kevin Stefanski starts off slow, there's not going to be a very long leash. And we want right. to see Deshaun. We want to see that you paid $230 million for this quarterback, whether you like him or not, whether whatever he did or what he didn't do, you're going to play him. So he's got to look his best. He's got to be his best. He's got to be that $230 million man. So if you can't bring him in and you can't do that and he can't do that with Kevin Stefanski, you're going to have to pull that plug really quick. Brian yep. Flores would be a good guy to kind of become that head coach. And I think you could even give him the job. Furthermore, after it, it, even if you know you give him the interim title, I think you can remove that and just have Amen. him be the head coach going forward. Yep, I agree. Um, right. I also heard it said that even though the Browns do not have a first round pick because of the Watson trade, that they still have enough assets and opportunities and ways to make significant improvement to the team between the salary cap and all the other picks in the draft. Do you think we can fill out the needs of the roster? Yeah, I think that there's no question. I think they made Deshaun Watson's contract the way that they made it for a specific reason. Um, there's also some guys that could probably cut. John Johnson could be a June 1st cut where you would save about $9 million. So okay. there's definitely things you can do with the with the salary cap. There's definitely things you can do to kind of manipulate that to get opportunities Um for guys to come in because you can see it they need they need defensive line help they need linebacker help they need defensive help in general they need you know probably another receiver or two so there's definitely holes that they need to fill and i think they're gonna you know if you want to give you know i know that people bash analytics and i understand that but what it does help to do it helps to that these guys are very smart and can kind of manipulate these things to make their team better to can manipulate the, the, the cap space the money to make sure that they have the best team possible and the most money possible allocated every year all right we're getting a, a bunch of messages here on the uh, the message line yeah um, hayden is a new defensive coordinator being brought in to make the defense meaner as well as better the team lacks all edge on defense yeah and that's what i just said i think when you, when you bring <laughs> in a guy like brian flores you bring in a guy like um jim schwartz and bring in a guy that that you know has that kind of edge and those guys are kind of known as more tough old school coaches there you're going to have that you're going to have that. Um, so, yes, I think they are bringing in a new guy to not only, you know, change the defensive scheme, but to bring in a new attitude, to bring in a new aggressiveness towards the uh, towards the defense. So, yes, I would completely agree with that. Are, are the Browns going to hire Flores just to get draft picks since they would get two third-rounders? And get no, way to get no, one? no. I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I though. would agree. But I do have to ask you this, Hayden. You know, I, was, I, I spent 45 minutes on hold so that I could call the FM uh, Browns uh, sports talk radio station in this mm -hmm. town. And when I got on, I disagreed with the 10, one of the 10 o'clock hosts who said, Oh, the glass is half full. Look at the record. The Browns are really close. And it's like, no, they're not. I've had yeah. season tickets since they came in. Even the wins weren't satisfying. When was the last time other than the Pittsburgh playoff game a couple years ago where the Browns went out and it seemed like they beat 
beat somebody where they imposed their will or they like came out and were the better team and no and on and on and on. That's what yeah, this I mean, team needs. They got to tackle better. 2020 is when I would say that they've done that. Uh, they did that a couple times that year yep. when they were, you know, 11 and five. And, yep. um, but you're right. I think that people are saying, oh, they're close. I think they're close to being good. <laughs> if that makes yeah. any sense. Like they're not close. They're not close. They're to not close being, to being great. To, they're not close to being great. No, they're close right. to being good. And, but I think the line between good and great can, uh, can sometimes be very slim, um, which is encouraging. So I would say that you're right, but I would also say that, they're you're right in that they're not close to being great, but they're also closer to being great than not being than being not great. If that makes any sense, like they're closer it to does. being great than they are to being horrible. I it does, but we need some of the leaders. Yep. To you need more. Yeah, absolutely. Make people tougher in the locker room and yep. not get busted for crashing their car. Yep. You in the middle more. of the season, you need some dedication. Yeah, you absolutely need more, 100%. Um, you need more from the leaders. You need more communication. You need more toughness. You need more accountability. You need more discipline. You need you need, you, you need more, for sure. And that's what's going to take this team from good to great. And that's the kind of thing that you can't buy. That's the kind of thing that you can't um, spend in free agency. You can't trade for that. You can't You can't just go out and get that. you got to make that part of your, your team and your culture. Um, real quick, somebody wants to know, do they trade to get a first-round pick? No. No, it's. No. I mean, that would take Miles Garrett. That would Salary take cap. Nick Chubb. Yeah. It's probably yeah. gone this year. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. All He's right. Now, I, I don't want to keep it too long here, but I, I do want to ask about the Cavaliers. We got to talk about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Hayden Grove, our guest, works for Cleveland.com, does social media and stuff. We'll get where he's going to be singing in just a few. But the Cavaliers, they look fantastic. Are they the real deal? What's your definition of the real deal? Can they win the championship? Yeah. I mean, it would take a lot. I mean, it would take a real lot. I think they could. I don't, you know. They beat the good teams. I mean, they're yes, going to be they competitive. Have, you know? Yes, they're they're contenders. I don't think that they will win the championship. I think there are teams that are more experienced than them. I think there are teams that are, you know, have maybe not better talent, but they're just more experienced and a little more, you know, uh, long in the tooth that'll help them. Right. The Cavaliers in a couple of years, I think they'll be right there. I think that's what right I like there. most about the Cavs. I mean, two things. A, if somebody had walked up to the three of us two years ago yeah. and said that the Cavs would be the you know contending team in this city, we'd have all said they were nuts. Yeah. A, but B, this team is young enough, and the contracts are set set up that they could be together. For two, three, four, five years. That's yeah. a window that a lot of other teams in the league don't have. Yeah, and I think Donovan Mitchell's here for his the rest of his career. I oh, think no I don't kidding. He likes think, it here. He I think he likes it here a lot. And I think if not the rest of his career, I think he will get an, an extension, whether it be at this offseason or whatever, because I think that this is a perfect situation for him. So you add that to Darius Garland, who's still continuing to continuing to mature, Evan right. Mobley, who's continuing to mature. Yeah. Jared Allen, who's contained. I mean, these guys are not old. There's nobody even close to 30 in that starting lineup. So there's plenty of room for growth. And uh, and I think it's just going to be on, you know, Dan Gilbert. Is he going to be willing to spend the money that he needs to spend? And I think thus far he has. They signed Garland to an extension. I think they'll sign Mitchell to an extension. You had right. Allen with an extension. Evan Mobley at some point you're going to have to think about. So I think that this team has a very, very large window, which is exactly right what you said two years ago. I would have never said that. Ricky right. Rubio is set to make his debut on Thursday. Is that what you're hearing? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a then that's a great thing. Um, again, yeah. I just talked about the lack of experience. Well, those are the guys with experience: Ricky Rubio, right. Kevin Love. I mean, those right. are the guys that are going to help. Boy, I'll tell you, that's one thing that stands out like a sore thumb. For the last two, three, four, five years, people have been saying, get rid of Love, get rid of Love. And then all of a sudden, he's fits with what the team is doing and is doing a hell of a job. Yeah, I mean, you can tell he's getting a little older. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to be your, you know, I think last year was probably the best year he'll have the rest of the way. But he's definitely a good piece to have. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a good locker room guy, a good team guy, a good um, player to have. He can, you know, he has size. He can rebound. Um, good pick setter can at least give you size on the defensive end. So I think that, again, that there is opportunity for him to, you know, continue to be a great piece for this team. And, you know, we've been we, could you have imagined four years ago that Kevin Love would still be here and still doing what he's doing no. and helping the Cavaliers? No, not so at all. I, I applaud him. I applaud the Cavaliers for believing in him and staying with him um, and not just cutting bait because things got bad and he was frustrated yes. and the Cavaliers were frustrated, but they, they saw a way through and they were both mature and, and they both got the job done. Which now, I have experienced a lot of the, I guess, he, Love was experiencing panic and, and some mental problem, mental health. Yeah, issues. yes, right. he did. And, yeah, you know, I've been through some of that myself. You know, yeah. years ago, and um, you know, it's a tough thing to deal with. And is he feeling better? I mean, you think he's in the right headspace at this point? Yeah, I mean, I've I've def- I've dealt with it too. I, yeah. I've, you know, I've written my story about you know depression, anxiety, anorexia, all that different stuff, and. Um, it's definitely important. And I was been lucky enough to talk with Kevin about it. And I think every day is a day in progress. You know, I, he's better. I can tell you that because, you know, he's, he's, he was, he's been working on it and it's something that, you know, has, he's come out and been vulnerable about. And I think that's helped. So I think he's in a much better place and I think that's helped him as well. So, um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that he is and I'm thrilled that you are. I, I agree with that, and I think the fact that he's in Cleveland and not New York or L.A., yeah. and the the media isn't up his rear end over yeah. every single – and on and on, and he can build a home, and he can be married, and all of that kind of stuff, and fit in here in Northeast Ohio, I think that helps, too, oh, that it does, he lives sure. here. It does. It absolutely does. I think yep. he, I think he loves being in New York in the off season and LA and all that stuff. Right. But when he's here, I think it's just a good time for him to decompress, to, to live home. at home with his wife. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think that helps his mentals as much as anything. I think you're right. All right. Uh, real quick. Do, do we want LeBron to finish his career here? I'm as big. I know that, I know that, you know, there are a lot of people that aren't huge LeBron fans. I'm as big of a of LeBron person as there is, but the, this team doesn't, I mean, they would, it would be amazing. He would actually fit really well, but Everything else that goes on with him in terms of, you know, the drama, the the, the the attention. I mean, this team kind of is in a good spot. So I don't think they they need him. No. I, I, you know, maybe for a year at the end of his career, sure. But right now, uh, you know, I don't think so. Hayden, how about beyond his career? Because it's no secret that LeBron has said he wants to own an NBA franchise. Does he come home? Even if he lives in L.A. and has an acting career and goes on to 40, 50 more years of other stuff and things, does he buy the team from Gilbert and continue to own his hometown team? I can't see that happening. Uh, okay. You know, and, and not because... Not because he doesn't want to own a team, I think he will. But like, you look at you look at some of the you know you look at Michael Jordan. He owns the the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, what connection outside of you know UNC did he really have to Charlotte? So right, I, 
I, I could, you know, you, Dwayne Wade is a minority owner of the Utah Jazz. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of a matter of when these teams open up, when things are open for him. If Cleveland's open, then yeah, I think you would do it. I think it's just a matter of when and, and what possibilities are there. I don't think he's going to be waiting for Cleveland to be the team um, that he wants to buy. You know what I mean? Makes sense. All right, Hayden. I don't want to keep it too much longer here. I just, but real quick, tell everybody where they can see you again, where you're going to be playing. Somebody asked Natalie, wanted to know what kind of music you say, you do Sinatra, you do all that. Kind of yeah, I do. I do um, the Great American Songbook. I do um, a lot of you know, kind of newer Michael Bublé type stuff. Um, I do Harry Connick Jr. I kind of try to do some 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 different classics like 70s, 60s, some of that stuff as well. So just a lot of old school stuff. I'm trying to bring some new energy to it. And then um, you can find my list of events where I'm performing at HaydenFrankGrove.com slash events. Um, that's going to be give you the comprehensive list. You, there's a whole page and you can see everywhere I'll be. Um, but like, like I said, I'll be at Triv's on Friday. I'll be at Triv's once a month going forward. Nice. And um, I'll be at Lost cool. Plenty. I'll be at Lost Social Club downtown. I'll be at Landings once a month. I'll be at Veranda here in Avon at least once a month. So I'm north, south, east, and west. You'll be able to Sweet. find me. Well, all I know, Hayden, is you're you're a gem. You're you're a treasure, a local treasure. If you ever have news to break, if you ever have stuff to promote, you got a platform here. You're welcome anytime. Uh, I appreciate you guys very much, and I can't wait to see you go national. And I'm so honored to be on the show and to um, see you grow because nobody deserves it better than uh, than the guy in the left hand corner. We all know that. Thank okay. you, Hayden. I love Amen. you, man. All right, love you guys. Appreciate on. you. You too, buddy. You. you have a beautiful Happy day. Thank you. Happy New Year. Hayden Grove, man, I just love that guy. Uh, you a, know, he, a pleasure he, to spend as much time as he did with us because you know he's sitting out there in Crocker Park and yeah, it got dark while he was sitting there talking yeah. to you. So but I to be that talented and still be that good a person is a really nice balance. It's just refreshing. Yeah, I mean that, that's what uh, you know, I love about him is that he does so many things and he's out yeah. there. He's got so many followers, this, that, and the other thing. And he's always so humble and so generous of his time. And you know, to come to the benefit that he did for me was, was fantastic. And I, I just I can't say thank you enough to a guy like that um, for everything that he does. And Triv absolutely loved him because of the Sinatra. Yeah. I'd love to hear him sing. And yeah. So yeah, he's just a good dude. And uh, so thank you. Hayden, he's going places. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, right now, um, speaking of going places, we're going to go to our attorney at law. Uh, one of the great sponsors of this show, Mr. Uh, Will Spiegelberg. Will, how are you doing tonight? Well, dude, dude. All right, there he is. Uh, Hi, he, buddy. He, he's got problems here. So we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll uh, try to get him going. Uh, right back with Will Spiegelberg. Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go local business. You got to go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma. 
Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney, no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240. And right back here live on the Facebook, YouTube, Odyssey, and then post it everywhere. So you can watch the show many times. You can watch it over and over and over and over and over again. But the big thing that we ask you to do is share it. Amen. Share, 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 share. Get these numbers up and we can all go places together. And then share again. Because yep. <clears throat> um, that's what we need to do. We need to share it and keep sharing. Uh, let's try going back again to Will Spielberg. Will, how you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, your phone's okay. not working tonight. Well, dude, you gotta switch rooms. Go outside. Something. You know what? Wait, huh? Nope, not, not yet. It's, it's just not. It's not gonna happen. So. Oh, well. Yeah. There we go again. Hey, Will, you there? Ding. I heard something ding. Now his mic isn't working. Now his mic's not working. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. So, Will, we'll try you back at some point tonight. Yep. But not going to keep doing that. Um, I like a lot of stuff that uh, Hayden had to say about the Browns and the Cavaliers. Um, I'm not sure where the Browns are going to go. I don't know what direction yeah. they're going to go. Um, we're going to have to see. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with this uh, defensive coordinator situation. I'm interested to see what happens with the head coach situation because I, I think I there is one. And I, I don't. I haven't heard a lot of talk about it, but it seems like there is. It's out there. Uh, some discussion that we're going to hire a head coach experienced defensive coordinator so that after the first six games, if Stefanski is like two and uh, three or, you know, one and five, uh, they can make the move and replace him. I think he's on thin ice next year. He, you know, he got another chance this year, but I don't think he's got two, three, four more years to do the same old, same old. Yeah. Um, now I'm gonna, I, against my better judgment, I'm going to try again to go back to Will because it looks like his mic is on and everything's on. So Here we're gonna we try go. one more time. If it's not happening, it's not gonna happen tonight. But we'll try it once again. Will there he you is. There? You're on mute, dude. We can't hear you. All right. All right, we'll keep trying. So. We're working real hard, folks, to get you free tickets. 
well, you know, yeah, it's not happening. He needs to find a better place to go. Um, I would go ahead and I would get rid of Stefanski now. I don't know uh, what you do, I, but if we're gonna hire a defensive coordinator who is gonna be a fiery kind of guy, that's not who Stefanski is. You need to find find somebody that's gonna mesh. And I think you need to just start all over again. I don't like that idea. I thought we were done with that. And you know, like you said, you don't have a lot of signature wins this year. Now, Monday Night Football against the Bengals yeah, okay. was a signature win. And that was one that you, you felt good about and you were happy to, right. to, to to see. But the rest of them were kind of lackluster, like you said. And the defense was the biggest disappointment you really right. need to get that defense in order. And and the frustrating thing about the Bengals game was if the team can play like that one night on Monday, why in God's name couldn't they duplicate that effort every week? And then the other thing is it seems like lack Monday of motivation. Night a fluke because the Bengals walked in here sleepwalking. It seems like lack of motivation. And you know, Amen. That, I would agree with that. That that happens a lot in every job. I hate to say that in every profession. I think a lot of the team that, wrote it off when the suspension of Deshaun Watson went from six games to eleven games. I think it mentally a lot of people just said, Okay, not this year, and put it on automatic pilot. And that's yeah, it, it wasn't like percent was that far off. I mean, he wasn't a terrible quarterback. I mean mm. what, Hall of Famer, but you can win with guys that aren't Hall of Famers. Uh, True. But you can't win when nobody can stop a two-yard run from becoming a 20-yard run. If you were right about that, if you're right that they put everything on the back burner, then that's a lack of heart and a lack of discipline and a lack of motivation from the coach. Exactly. And what does that add up to, Seth? Coaching. You're absolutely right. But you would think at this point in their lives, you know, when you're making that kind of money and you're yeah, cars, you would you wouldn't need motivation to go out there one earn your paycheck, and two try to keep a roster spot if you're not making millions. You would think that that would be motivation enough to go out there and play. You see other teams that don't have the talent that the Browns have that perform better than the Browns. Exactly, and that's what I meant last week when I talked about the fact that watching a weekend of football. That didn't mean anything to me because my Browns were out of the playoffs. Everybody else had a history, and it seemed like they can turn things around in a couple of years or they get a couple of good draft choices and on and on and on and on. And we're the ones that are still, you know, uh, coming up, uh, pulling up the rear as far as being in the playoffs twice in 25 years. I mean, I hate to say it, and, you know, Scott kind of brought it up and wants to hear the Freddie song from back in the day. Um, maybe I'll try to get that for like next week and just play a couple seconds of it. Okay. Um, but maybe, yeah, I liked Freddie Kitchens. I thought that guy was a good he old boy. Cleveland. He would, he got us. He felt he, like one of us. He felt like yeah, a, he a, a guy he wanted to go out and have a beer with and watch him coach Amen. a football team. Uh, but maybe it wasn't, maybe he didn't have the right talent. I, I don't know. It's always next year. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, one other thing I want to see next year. I want to see our offensive coordinator and our defensive coordinator up in the booth watching the game and how it unfolds up there. I I don't know why, but everybody else that, you know, on you watch football on TV and they show shots of the guys, they're always up in the booth getting the big picture. Forget analytics, forget anything else. Take a look at the whole 22 and who's out of position and who's not bringing it that night day and fix that kind of stuff. Right, I just, gonna, yeah, 
We're getting some messages here on the message line. Uh, we, uh, if you want to sponsor the message line, feel free to uh, send us an email. Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Yeah. Seth and Mike. Got a business. We're happy to tag it for you. Yeah, uh, we'd love to uh, promote the hell out of you. So, please people are talking about ownership and stuff like that. You know, even if the guy, he, I don't know if it's ownership. Haslam's would like write the checks and stay out of that. It's not like we got a Jerry Jones interference owner. So to say that it's just the Haslam's and on and on and on, I. Look, I thought the organization had a little more integrity than that. I might want Haslam to be a little bit more hands-on than he is. I don't know. Well, that could be too. You don't hear a lot from that guy when they suck. You don't hear a lot from him. I don't know. What, I don't know. Maybe he's, he's dealing with other things, like not going to prison or soccer or whatever it is yeah. that he's dealing with. Um, but I don't think ownership, again, you know, we used to have this argument on, on the radio all the time. Right. Um Coaching owners, players. I mean, where does the liability fall when it comes right down to it? If the players don't perform, right? I mean, I players the coaches, play. the coaches had to put the right schemes out there and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the coaches don't make you catch a football. Here, at the end of the I day, the coaches interesting... don't make you throw the football. If you can't throw the football by the time you get in the NFL, you shouldn't be in the NFL. Amen. I, I heard one thing um, over the course of the last week on all kinds of media sources. The Browns did really well in the first quarter as far as that first drive and being organized and on and on and on and on. Where the Browns fell apart was in quarter three and quarter four, which indicated that they did a piss poor job of making adjustments. Yeah, well, I'm sure they came out with a great idea of how they wanted to start the game, and that's that's good, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, you need to be able to adjust. We used to make fun of it all the time, too. The yeah. Half. But that is a real thing. You do have to make adjustments, and they agreed. don't do that. And I, that falls on coaching. Yep, um, agreed. Chris says uh, Brown's failures are far worse than coaching. Talent evaluation is a much bigger issue. I agree. I don't think we need to hire baseball guys to pick out talent for football. I don't right. think we need analytics. I'm so tired of analytics. Now, I think analytics probably works better when it comes to baseball. Um, when it comes to the, I, I, you know, the Guardians, I think Chernoff and those kind of guys over there do a great job with analytics. And you know that, that seems to be a better fit for that. And not yeah. football as much. I, agree. I think you need to get out there. I mean, why don't you just go look at a team like Georgia and see what they're doing right? When they can win the national championship by 60 points, um, those kind of teams are doing it the right way. They have talent. They play not hard. Not only that, though. Not only that, how many teams find gems in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round? The fact that we don't have a number one draft choice shouldn't cripple our ability to find half a dozen decent players to upgrade the roster because every other team seems to find a linebacker, an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, a running back that isn't a first round draft choice that plays over their head or is just as talented or everybody else misses. We need to get our hands on a couple of those. Um, you see the text up here from on the message line, Andrew Barry needs to go. Wasted what should have been a solid D lineman crafting a kicker. Yeah. Um, who was great yeah. for like three kicks all year long. I can't admit uh, Schwartz is a bust, which is bad. Um, we have a lot of good players, so what is the problem? The problem is um, 
<laughs> Again, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what the problem. I don't know. It you also better, seems like the team. You want to blame something? Show up. I don't know you what you're blaming. Yeah, and I think that falls on coaching. I would agree. Uh, I think you're right. Steelers, Mike. Yeah. I mean, look, you can say a lot of crap things about the Steelers. I hate the Steelers as much as anybody. I love yeah. Pittsburgh as a town. It's a fun town, to be honest with you. And um, they do their parking right. They do a lot of things right. Right. Amen to that. Don't do right here. Um, and I blame leadership in Cleveland for that. But uh, as far as the Steelers go, I hate them. Uh, but they do a good job. Of all kinds of things. So what have they had? Three head coaches over the last 60 years? Say what you want about Tomlin. The guy is a great coach. He knows how to yeah. get that team prepared and knows how to get that team ready to go for Sundays. And so was Chuck Noll before him. It's just a great organization. That's stuff that we still aspire to. Yeah, and, and it's been too long in this town. And I don't know what you do. If you keep starting over, that might be a bad idea. But what we're doing right now isn't working either. So right. <laughs> you're at a loss in this town when it comes to football because yeah. you have no real answer. Now, you listen to these guys – I almost slipped and said something bad. But you listen to these guys on these sports talk radio stations. You want to sit there and analyze everything that they do. Right. You can't. These guys are paid professional athletes. They should be able to catch and throw a football. They should be able to tackle. Tackling, they teach you in high school. Yep. You see so many missed tackles. You're telling me that they don't know how to tackle? You're telling me that's coaching? No, you yep. should know how to tackle at the professional level. So I don't know who you blame. You can't analyze this team because they all suck. Blame them all from owner to ground screw. All <laughs> failed this year. It's true. Um, they put a big effort to give them record. Now I'm losing seasons. Team took it personally. I, I don't know. Maybe they did, but they they had still a good season. They were still could have made the playoffs. Right? They, you know, I guess yeah. I'm happy they didn't. I, I'm telling you. The last six games, I expected a hell of a lot. And people go, oh, well, Deshaun Watson didn't play for two years. Yeah, but he practiced for two years. And he played the last six games. What well, I just wanted to see more. Gunnar says it's all about atmosphere and heart. I agree. How do you teach Both. that? You can't teach that. Both. Yeah. That's you can't smart. fake heart either. That is true. Um, again, I'm going to go back to Watson's problem is plain and simple. You can uh, join the show if you'd like. I put the link up again. Uh, click on the link and join the show. You can say what you want to say. You don't just have to message in. You can take advantage of the Charlie's Auto Repair yeah. Hotline and join the show and say what you want to say. Um, Watson's problem. He needs that release, man. And I'm not talking about the football release. I'm talking about the massage release. Uh, before the, yeah, just like do it. He's just like Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods proved yes. to everybody you need to act that way to just like perform that way. And it was like Tiger Woods is a lot more relaxed when he's banging girls at IHOP. How many men have come home and said, "Honey, I just want to play better golf. That's why I was with her." <laughs> That's, and that. people don't understand that. It's just no. I mean, like it's I'm sad. sorry, and women, please don't take offense to what I'm going to say. I don't mean for it to sound bad, but I, it's going to sound bad. What guys need is to cheat. If you want us to come home happy, 
and you want us to get the lawn done, you want us to cook your dinner and everything else, then we don't want to be stressed anymore. We need to go out, get that massage, get that happy ending, come home. It's not about love. We don't want to love anybody but you. Yeah, but I didn't the give deal. the ring to love anybody else but you. But you see what happened to Watson. He fell off the face of the earth when it comes to playing football. He forgot how to play because he didn't have that same kind of happy, happy ending. Yeah. No, you got to find, and it, trust me, it might take you the better part of a lifetime, but when you finally find There's the woman lie. that you would cheat with to be faithful to, there's not a better combination. Look, I'm not saying that, you know, being married isn't fantastic. Right. What I'm saying is going to a massage and, you know, it's nothing more. That isn't necessarily a bad thing. Now, I'm, maybe Sandy thinks I'm telling that you. He didn't rape women. Okay. We're not talking about that. I'm yeah, not but he about asked for favors that just aren't on the menu. They may not be on the menu. In you some know. massage parlors, they are on the menu. It depends but, on where you go. Let's just be honest. True. So, I'm not talking about that kind of sex trafficking and horrible stuff. Didn't say that at all. I'm said, said, poor guy forgot how to do his job because he's stressed out. Okay. I'm going to run that by my wife. I'll let you know how it works out if I'm still alive. There you I, go. I didn't say it was a good idea to run by your wife. Yeah. My any stretch of the imagination, probably not a good plan. No. I'm not going to run it by my wife. I'm hoping that my wife is no, not currently it's listening to the stuff show. you don't discuss with your wife unless you get caught. No. But I'm sure that there's a lot of guys out there who would be very happy in their lives if you know, that was okay. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to see the Browns do. After the draft, I want Deshaun Watson, who's the leader of this team, to either take everybody and practice someplace together, build the camaraderie, do the kind of stuff, and go, okay, we've been close, we're talented, we're good, we're getting older, and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Let's commit to each other and make the sacrifices and do what it takes to win. Period. Plain and simple. Do you know how much better this whole city would feel? If the Browns would have won the whole series from Pittsburgh, we let a rookie beat us badly for no reason whatsoever. He's going to be a good quarterback, I think. Um, why do people take everything so serious? When I'm joking around about people getting uh, at, at massage parlors, people get upset. Right, it's right, unbelievable right. to me. Go cry in your beer. Uh, sex is an expression of love to women. Uh, to guys, it's an activity like football. There's a mental difference. And that's the reason why nobody ever wins when they gamble, because they gamble with their small head, not the big one. Do you agree with that statement? I I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think uh, I think Chris is on to something. I think we want and think and everything is an activity and emotional, and all that kind of stuff. And it's just sports. And if you took a step backwards, it'd be a whole different picture. I agree, Mike. Is he that type, though? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's why I'm here. That's exactly why I'm hooked up with Seth. That's exactly why I want to talk to everybody else. And that's why I'm rolling up my sleeves and not afraid to take on all the big stuff. You can weigh in on this. Again, click on the link and join us if you'd like to weigh in on the uh, Brown situation. You can talk about the Cavaliers or you can talk about um, what you think about sex. Uh, an expression of love to women, and whereas the guys, it's more of an activity. I'm looking forward to the last half of the Cavs season. 
Are you? You yeah, they may not win the championship this year. I think they're gonna. <laughs> I think they're gonna be a tough out. I think they got a decision to make as far as who's going to be the small forward. Um, I think uh, I want to hang on to Levert. I want to keep Stevens. Maybe uh, Dean Wade when he comes back will give us some more scoring. We need another Kevin Love at small forward to be able to s- sit there and hit threes from the corner all night long to open up. Uh, the fee, uh, the court and so on and so forth. Um, I I think they're going to get there. I think they got a good front office. I feel a lot better about uh, Bickerstaff as a head coach as I do Stefanski. I wish I felt as good about Stefanski as I do about Terry Francona and the Guardians organization. But uh, I I'm really looking forward to watching the Cavs make some noise this year. I, I, and they play like a team. Every night it's somebody else, and okay. this team plays unselfishly. Moves and when they move the ball, they're fun to watch. I'm not schooled enough as far as uh, you know, Cavaliers and basketball. I'm just not. I'm just not. Yeah, I, I don't watch it a lot uh, to know the different right. positions. I'm not really that guy. I, I mean, I follow the Cavaliers. Some nights I enjoy just turning it on, watching games, see if they're winning. That's fun to me. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm rooting for them and see what happens. Uh, the question of each night, Mike, what's in the glass? Dark brew? Uh, yeah, uh, like we, you and I agreed on before the show, this, as far as everybody else is concerned, is root beer. See, what I need to get is a sponsor or for it's Kraken. It's actually that bottle of Kraken that says Kraken attacks Cleveland and some cherry Coke. I need to get a, a beverage sponsor so that during the show I can Damn. mark it by showing the bottle to the camera and say, hey. Next but, week, if there's any left, I'll show the bottle. I'm very boring. <laughs> like, I never drink anything other than Diet Coca water. Like, that's my entire. I got to tell you something, though. I, I'm jealous. There's my glass of milk. I mean, you know, I posted this afternoon after in response to the post that you first put up about finding a new year's resolution, but here we are January 11th and dude, from the first time I came in to see you and talk about maybe starting this show when you were in the hospital, the way you look now between the haircut, between the clear eyes, between the losing weight, between the healthy, between the diet and the discipline and on and on and on. I'm I'm jealous because you're way ahead of the game, and I really, really admire you for it. Yeah, all I'm missing right now is a shot and a cigarette. I'd be happy. Well, yeah, but I don't <laughs> care if you reach a point where you can drink a glass of wine yeah. or have a beer without, like, falling off the oh, edge. Yeah. But don't go back to smoking. And I'm saying oh, I yeah. quit cold turkey during the millennium when everybody else was worried about Y2K. I had a New Year's Eve show as a comic. And I walked out and I looked at my watch and I said, oh, it's only 20 to 12. I can have one more cigarette. And I did. But I put that last cigarette out. I haven't had a cigarette since. Yeah, that's a tough so one. get to a point where you can have a beer once in a while, dude. Yeah, I'm sure that for you. But don't start smoking. No, I, that would be a downfall for me. Yeah. Heather, Heather deserves better, man. Is Cleveland the king of freaky kink? Trevor Bauer and now Watson. LOL. Not to mention LaBoob. We do need a veteran three to finish off the Cavs. What do you think about bringing Trevor back? The Dodgers. I like Trevor Bauer. I do too, man. I mean, he's a little bit of a hand case. He's throwing the ball over the center field wall and stuff like that. A little weird. I don't Uh, care. But, you know, again, what do I care? And, you know, this is why 
pisses me off when you know people get upset about what I was joking about with Watson. But what the hell do I care? As long as he's not breaking any rules or laws, as long as he's not hurting people, um, what do I care what somebody does in their bedroom or anywhere else for that matter? As long as there's no sex trafficking involved and right. you no know, crap like right. that, of course that's wrong and shouldn't yeah. happen. But Adult, what the hell do I care if the guy's getting a massage with a happy ending? Yeah, the two key words are A, adult, and B, and consent. Yeah, and right. consent. I mean, it is what it is. Exactly. Um, so what do I care? What do I care what Trevor Bauer is doing? Again, when it came out that that stuff that happened was consensual uh, with that woman, okay, yeah, he's a freaky dude. There's a lot yep. of people that are freaky guys. There are a lot of freaky women out there. Go on TikTok for a half hour. You can see yeah. the freaky women that are out there. Um in a good relationship, it takes two. So if you're both out there, God yes. bless. And so, yeah, I would take Trevor Bauer back as long as he could pitch. Again, people get so weird about stuff. Don't get weird. You don't yeah. like what somebody does. I get it. But you don't have to, what do I care what somebody does in their bedroom? I don't want to know what goes on in your bedroom. I prefer no, you just keep it I there. I don't care about what somebody else does in their bedroom unless I'm invited to be there and watch. Uh, James says that Diet Coke is one of the worst things you can drink. I'm not stopping everything, James. I haven't had a burger since April. All right, so I'm keeping my Diet Coke, at least for now. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yes, Mike, you guys play the team, not a one-man team. Yep. Agree? I agree. You're absolutely right, Natalie. It was fun even a couple years ago that they bought into the plan of and to see everybody else rise to the occasion. Some nights it's Levert. Some nights it's Garland. Some nights it's Mitchell. Some nights it's Allen. And that's what it takes to make everybody feel that they can trust everybody else. That's why Mitchell and Garland and everybody else aren't afraid to assist. I, I thought it was cool the other night when Darius Garland drove or um, Donovan Mitchell drove the lane and passed back to Evan Mobley and Mobley hit the game winning shot. You know that's what I think? You build a team. And you know what I think is cool too? It shows what kind of guy Donovan Mitchell is, is that, when they played the Jazz the other night, he got a standing ovation in somebody else's arena. Yes. That shows that he is a yes. good guy on top of everything else. Yeah. And here's another thing that a lot of people don't know about. One of the things he used to do when he was in uh, Utah was support high school basketball. He wouldn't announce it, but he would just show up at a local high school game and just really thrill the high school kids. He did the same thing as soon as he came to Cleveland. He's been to a couple high school basketball games here. And that is somebody that takes a time out of being famous, takes a time out of their schedule, ABCD, and just basically he fits. He gets it. He belongs here. He's a good man. Uh, CMS Network checks in. I'm looking forward to the crunch. I'll perform in the Browns as well. Yes. I'm actually going to get into this this year. I am excited to talk crunch and indoor soccer. Um, I'm looking forward to. We're actually going to talk to um, a few a people. special guest, a special guest on Monday, hopefully. And what the GM did you say, or the uh, one the of marketing the manager and marketing a player on a Wednesday? I confess, I lived away from Cleveland for a long, long time. I missed the crunch in their heyday. I have never been to an indoor soccer game. I look forward to the day I have to come over, pick you up, and you and I can go to a game. Oh, that's going to happen because uh, the crunch actually uh, talked to some of those guys today. Looking forward cool. to talking to them next week on the show. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see if we can get like tickets or something. 
know, like something. something. But we're going to talk to them uh, next week. Looking forward to that again. Monday, hopefully, uh, we'll have one of my dear, dear friends and a longtime Cleveland radio vet, Columbus radio vet, uh, will be joining us on Monday to talk as well. And actually, he's going to be uh, excellent color commentary for the uh, crunch games this year. So looking forward to at least a few of them. So looking forward to talking to him Monday. You don't want to miss that show. I think it's going to be a, be entertaining. Um, yeah. The crunch is nice. Look, you got to get into some fun stuff around this town. There's got to be a, yeah. a cheap date to go out, enjoy yeah. some indoor soccer, see something fun. I mean, not that the Browns and stuff aren't fun, but I mean, it's an arm and a leg to go see those kind of games. And I already gave one. I'm not going to give up the other. The other so, one. You know, something like the crunch, you got to get behind those teams. I agree. Um, so is everyone sticking to their New Year's resolutions? Uh, Joyce, what was yours? Follow up. She said no beer, and she was going to be nice to everybody. All right. Well, so far, she's been nice with all the tweets and stuff. I don't know about I can't even think of one yet. This is the 11th, and I can't even think of one yet. I know there's some things I should do, but eh, I want to find something different and interesting. I don't know, man. This new year has been starting off kind of like last year did, sucking. Um that's why we only say Happy New Year for three days. But I'm not going to complain because, honestly, there's a lot of good things in my life. Things I'm very yeah, happy about. Um, the fact that, you know, I'm alive is, is a good thing. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, Joyce, you should come on live, LOL. Yeah, she should. So should you, Scott. Yeah, Scott always does. Um, yeah. Did I make any New Year's resolutions? I don't think I made any New Year's resolutions. because I, I gave didn't hear any last year. I didn't hear any. Uh, you spent I, I at gave the end up of the year, you gave up some stuff and you said an awful lot of thank yous. You thanked everybody that did the GoFundMe and the, the benefit and uh, everybody that on and on and on in the house and on. So, you know, you gave thanks to everybody, but I didn't hear a resolution where this year I'm going to do this. Well, because I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking, I haven't yeah. been eating fast food. Um, the only thing I could guess I could give, a, give up is. My Diet Coke, but again, you're going to have to pry the Diet Coke out of my dead I hair. Dead, cold hands. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, you know, I, I need something in my life. Joyce um, wants to be nicer to people and not judge so much. That's not a bad thing. And here's the thing that helps you when it comes to judging, Joyce. You have to look at whoever you disagree with and dig deep into why they feel the way they do. Because the more you learn about them the more you learn about your opinion. And, yeah. you know, that's just it. And that's... I wish I could say that I wasn't going to judge people this year. I wish I, was gonna, I wish I could say that I wasn't going to judge people this year, but I literally judge somebody every single day. I'm judging people right now when they yeah. text into the show, uh, when they get mad at me for saying certain things. I mean, like, who the hell are you? To one, uh, you can disagree with my opinion, uh, but when I make a joke about something, to get so offended sometimes, it just bothers yeah. me. So I'm judging you. But you I know what? judge all the time. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should. I'm going to remind you of something, as a matter of fact, because we talked an awful lot about a judgment that both you and I made and everybody else that weighed in, that the people that dealt with your parking situation last weekend didn't do a good job of. But you've got an update on that. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break. And, and then I will talk side? about what happened uh, with the people at the Agora. 
Fair enough. Um, with the parking situation right after this. It's uh, cool. for smoking rock and roll food trucks. You got to check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You got to check out smoking rock and roll. 605 Clay Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, Find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place, come to, especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris. Uh, and his friend Todd, they're good people, and they make great, great food. You got to check it out. Smoking Rock and Roll, smokingrockandroll.com. Aaron Tees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Aaron Tees and Signs, 4883 Turney Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. Hey, it's up for Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village. And now if you need a podcast done, you got a band, you got to record some stuff, Audio Bay Studios is the place to go. Train technicians. Uh, good management there. I'm telling you, Audio Bay Studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast. You want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smokin' Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you got to check out Audio Bay Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Bay Studios, if you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give them a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisaka. Oh, that was quick. Real quick. Uh, You heard the Aaron signs and tees. Uh, commercial there go to the website the seth show.com the seth show.com get your free show stickers there thanks to aaron sign company uh, i believe it's garfield Heights. good people there Jimmy. i'm going to take a quick second uh to add on to everything you've said about all the great sponsors that we already have but i will remind everybody that we made an announcement at the beginning of the year that come February, we're going to take the show nationally and uh, add at least one more day. So call us, talk to us, and see about coming on board as a you know founding sponsor and uh, grow with us and all the opportunities about video commercials for your website and stuff that we can do to help you as well. But we could use the help. We appreciate the help. And we'll look forward to growing this show together with you. Uh, just go to thesethwilliamshow.com. Uh, you can contact us there. You can also um, get your stickers and get your T-shirts as well. Thesethwilliamshow.com. We've got a bunch of messages. Uh, let's get to these real quick. Uh, the fact that they are annoyed with you at any given moment means they are watching. That's true. Exactly. Said he'll go live. Fine. Here, Bill, come on. Get on, come get on, up on. Um, so you're just drinking colored water with fake sugar. Yes. 
Yeah. Thought it was interesting. Um, evidence came out with victim. Watson victim. He was sitting through disposition sometime during the offseason. Look, if that guy did anything illegal with these women as far as forcing them to do anything, then he should be in jail. And there's no doubt about that. And if the system isn't pursuing that and they're not going to put him in jail if he did something illegal as far as whether it was trafficking or whether it was uh, not consensual or whatever it was, then that guy should be in prison. Well, I would assume that our system would do something like that if that was the case. I'm going to tell you something, though, Seth. Um, If you look back at what came out at the beginning of the summer, it was the fact that he made all kinds of propositions to women that were inappropriate. But at the same time, all that information came out. There was a series of text messages, if you remember, and the woman who was responsible for handling either him or the team, whatever, all of her answers were, well, we'll just refer this to the team. We'll just refer this to the team. We'll see what the team has to say. And I'm of the opinion that because the Texans knew about what was going on, because the league knew about what was going on and didn't do anything about it, didn't say anything about it, didn't change anything about it, that they couldn't just go after Deshaun Watson because it would have involved and incriminated a whole lot more people than just Deshaun. So the fact that this got downplayed is because some of that blame goes all the way around and everybody should own up to it, which is all the more reason to settle, move on like things have done and just get past it and change your life and not do it again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, can he play football at the same level based on some of the things you've alluded to or made jokes about? We'll We're going to see because we have invested a whole shitload of money to make sure or because we think he can. It's mm-hmm. time for him to show us. That we're not wrong. Yeah. And again, <clears throat> last I checked, you're allowed to make jokes on this show or talk about things. And again, yeah. the guy's not in prison. Amen. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, we were talking about before the break uh, about the Agora situation. Yeah. Bring everybody uh, up to date about what happened. So let's see how many of these ladies were in the business. Just a pile of made on the road scholar. Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, all right, so the Agora. Uh, last uh, time I was, was there was for the Wishing We're Here show uh, last weekend, it was Saturday night. And just to recap, in case somebody missed it, uh, they have a gravel kind of parking lot trying to get in to go see the show with the prosthetic leg that I have. It's tough to feel kind of what's underneath you on the leg. And it was kind of a snowy, kind of misty, rainy kind of night, whatever it was. And so the gravel's wet, dirt, mud, whatever. And I just asked the parking people about where I could park if they had like a handicap area. And the response that I got from the supervisor, supposedly, because she yelled it across the parking lot to somebody else, was, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody's handicapped. Um, so we did not park the car and I did not go see the show. I don't want to risk falling. That's not something I really want to do. Right. And... You know, I was on a guest list uh, with the band, and I felt bad that I wasn't able to go in and and see them. And but I did contact the owner of the Agora, uh, Chris, and 
he actually got back to me and was very, very nice. Uh, was, you know, telling me that that shouldn't have happened. Um, immediately was making phone calls to find out why it happened. And I haven't heard an update yet. We talked a couple of times via text. And so I, you know, I'll see eventually what happened or if anybody was responsible or, or not. Look, I'm not looking for anything from it. It's not like I'm trying to sue anybody. It's not what I want to do. I want to make sure that it doesn't happen to somebody else. Somebody else. I want to make sure that when people go to see a show, whether it's at the Agora or wherever it's at, um, they are able to get in. Because quite frankly, it's stuff that I never even thought about before this happened to me. Right. You know, when I was just a fat guy with a couple of legs and able to go see whatever show I wanted to go to and without a problem. I hate to admit the fact that I didn't think about it, um, but I think most people don't. Um, but now that I'm in the situation I'm in, and it, you, know, you tend to notice when all of a sudden doorways aren't accessible or curbs aren't accessible or right, right. there's cracks in you know driveways or in sidewalks that are don't have to be there. To navigate. And they could be fixed. Right. And so I just don't want it to happen to other people, whether it's at the Agora or wherever. Um, but again, they were very nice to me. They were very, you know, they've been very nice. And that's a great place. I mean, I can't take anything away from the Agora. I've seen so many shows there over the years. And I love the, the facility and they do a great job. Um, but whatever the parking issue was, that night needs to be fixed. And so hopefully it was. And hopefully I think it will. It will. Uh, what I thought was cool was that we did a lot of speculating on the show Monday night because we didn't know. You had said, I left a couple messages. I hope he gets back to me and on and on and on. And we talked about it through the course of the show. People told you to stick up for your rights. People told you you're doing the right thing for everybody else. You're not just being selfish. This is for everybody else. It's a you know law that you had on and on and on. And to hang up have you have dinner and then finally just like call me and text me and say, Hey, the guy got back to me. That was cool too, because it wasn't two days, three days. No, a week. We, he didn't ignore you. He got back to you right away and hats off. And that was pretty stand up of him. And I truly appreciate that. And I, I yeah, do. We all do. You know, and I, I think I actually used to work with the guy back in the, uh, my MMS days. Right. Um, at Peabody's down down there, and um, so yeah, I mean, he was a good guy, stand up guy, and but I still want to see what is being done. So hopefully, right. I will hear some more. And you know, he said, "What can I, you know, do for you? Nothing. You can make sure that that problem is taken care of. And if you'd like to advertise with the show, that would be a good thing too." Um, Bingo. <laughs> so sounds like a good outcome. And as Chris mentioned, he's a stand up guy and. Lo and behold, he is. Well done. Yeah. I, I mean, I got no problem with the way that you, you responded quickly. And I just want to make sure that it's taken care of. Settlements. Rich people way to make a problem go away. For example, Michael Jackson. I refuse to believe that Michael Jackson did anything wrong, so I'm not going to even go there. Uh, but, yeah. I, <laughs> but I'm not asking for any kind of settlement. It's not like I'm asking for any. I didn't fall. I, maybe I, you know, if I would have gotten out of the car, maybe I should have. No. That's not the way I do things. I mean, exactly. Not, you were standing for anything. You I mean, were straight and honest, and so was he. 
And if yeah. next time they have a policy where they say, oh, you're handicapped, pull your car over here, and that solves things for everybody else, that's, that's job well done. Idea. That's all I'm asking for. That's all that I want. Uh, I could use a job. Uh, yeah, you and me both. That would be nice. Um, uh, you can subscribe to this show by going to SethWilliams.com. SethWilliamsShow.com. SethWilliamsShow.com. And uh, we'll have some other content and stuff for you coming in over the next couple of weeks and we'll grow those together. But yeah, I'm fairly happy with the way. Uh, yeah. Was, but we'll see. I still want to see what the eventual outcome is. Maybe I'll drive down there and try to go see another show. Sometime there soon you go. And see if the, uh, the same supervisor says everybody's handicapped. That would be interesting. Yeah. A little social experiment. Maybe I'll pick a show that I don't even want to see. But have you ever been to have you been to the Agora? Oh my gosh, years ago. I it, it was in the 70s because I left Cleveland in 73 and I didn't come back till 95. So uh I I know an awful lot of stuff in history has happened there, but I was gone for 25 years. I, I don't know if they've I mean it, it was always in such a crappy part of town. I mean, not a good area. Maybe it was a good area when it opened. I don't know. Right. Um, but I'm not that old. But I, I, it was never in a great part of town. But it's still a treasure for the city. I mean, it's a great venue. It always has been where I used to go. Um, I know they have the ballroom and the theater there. Right. I know I brought on a, a few different bands at the Agora, which was always fun. Um. What's your favorite concert venue? Like around town? What comedy clubs? What concert venue? Um, I do like outdoors. So, you know, going to First Energy where I saw you two last time. Uh, they were here. Was a was a good venue. Um, I'm not opposed to um, Rocket Mortgage because it's a big crowd and it's a big thing. But the Agora and some of the great ones also are gone. You know, what was the theater that uh, used to be over on uh, East 6th and stuff like that that Pickwick was going to move into? And they turned that we've lost a couple of good ones. Um, one of my venues used to be like the Roxy. It's gone, too. But um, I like outdoor stuff. I like uh, the big stadium shows. And uh, I wasn't I, I wasn't here. I moved away when I was 17. I didn't come back till I was 30 something. So all of the local bar, ve small venue stuff, I was in L.A. during all that time. I missed it. Uh, James says Jacob's Pavilion, uh, best place to see a show. I'm not. I, that's a great place to see a show. I like that. I, I actually saw Wish You Were Here at that pavilion <coughs> there a couple of years back. And that was a great show. Yeah, I mean, it's a great venue. I mean, I it saw it really is. I saw some shows down there back in the day. I can't remember yep. what it was called back in the day. Oh, you know what? I also yeah. like this uh, the Akron Civic. <laughs> That's that a great place. theater is a great, beautiful, yeah. beautiful theater. Uh, Jim Michael says MGM Casino in Northfield is a good venue. I've seen a few shows there recently. Yeah, it's it's kind of sterile insofar as it's like chairs in a big square room. No, but well, it's a the it's best a part about talent. that is they bring great talent into those shows. That's they do. There, they do. I also bring, like Blossom. 
my very, very, very first yeah. concert ever here living in Cleveland, growing up in Cleveland, is I saw Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It was a nightmare. It was a fiasco. It took, the traffic was so bad, they had no idea 78,000 people were going to show up to see Blood, Sweat, and Tears. They couldn't get in. They had to helicopter the band. The concert started late. And you know who I feel sorry for? The opening act. Because it was some guy sitting on a stool with a guitar who was playing, you know, original music and wasn't very famous and on and on and on. And he had to face a crowd that came to see somebody else. And his name was John Denver. Wow. He played leaving on a jet plane. He played all kinds of stuff and things. It was quite a night. And I didn't get home till four o'clock in the morning because the parking sucked then as bad as it does now. And my dad was out in the front yard going, where the have you been? You said you're going to a concert at eight o'clock and you're home at 430. Well, welcome to Blossom. Uh, Gunner says, keep getting a message with your address. Click on it. It says report or block after I make a comment. Have I been out of line? Not at all. No. Or why you're getting anything like that. Your no. messages are coming through here. Anyways, at least this one did. So no Gunner. As far as I'm, we would never, I don't block anybody on this. No, we love you Gunner. You can say whatever you want. I, mean, I don't care if you make fun of us or say something bad. Right. That's fine. I'm happy to put the comment up. It's not me making the comment. You can say whatever the hell you want to say. Uh, that's a YouTube. That's YouTube for you, Gunner. So that's probably a YouTube thing, not anything right. with us. So, so. Oh, I'm you know I'm going to do a selfish <laughs> plug. I was part of the uh, hilarity show called the Fifty First Jokes, and the concept of the show was fifty. It turned out to be sixty comics showed up at hilarities, and they were supposed to tell a joke that they wrote for this year. It was supposed to be a brand new joke and on and on and on. It was Sunday the 8th. Now, if you go to YouTube and look for 50 first jokes, you're going to see all 60 of us at Hilarities. It was a great show. Half the jokes are really, really good. Half the jokes really, really aren't. You can tell the ones that just like, said stuff that they'd already read, but you can see the people that tried new material and on and on and on. But I'm actually proud of the one that I wrote specifically for that show. And uh, if anybody else watches the show, looks for me and has a comment or post or this, that, and thing, we can talk about it next week. Fantastic. I wanted to look that up myself because I haven't seen it. Uh, no, I just got the link. I just got hilarity sent it out to all the comics that participated, which was Really cool of them. That's awesome. Uh, James says James Pavilion was Nautica. Yeah, I saw a show back in Nautica. Yeah. And I saw, I think I saw a Green Day show there, and they tore down the fence. And that's a tour of Blossom when they were there. But I, I miss Blossom. I like Blossom. We're talking like about Blossom. Blossom. But Public Hall was cool, too. I played Public Hall with Sam Kinison. That's a great venue, that old. See, it, I, I, it just is. I like Public Hall. I wish they'd use it more. I wish the Rock Hall would have more people there locally. The Rock Hall needs to find all the people that are getting old and on and on and on and do a series about where the music went. Yeah, but uh, forget about that. You know what the Rock Hall needs to do? The Rock Hall needs to build their own freaking stage outside that can hold a few thousand people and have That's concerts. True too. I Put would it agree. Put water and have people out there that you can go see. Have I would agree. National acts actually come to Cleveland. And, it'll stick and them play an the intimate hall. thing. 
Amen. You have five thousand seed thing. Just put out a friggin' lake instead of stupid You're absolutely windows. Right. Put something nice out there. And have right, you could put make- five thousand floating bleachers out there and have somebody on stage and let the audience float. That it, would be it, way it, cool. Make the Rock Hall more of a destination than it is right now. I mean, yeah. I like the Rock Hall. I got it behind me on my screen tonight, uh, but it's no longer a destination for me to go to. I, I mean, it's stuck out there with Brown Stadium, whatever it is, that looks terrible anymore. It's not even a high end football stadium for this town or this country. Right, do something there with that thing, uh, the Science Center, which I like. But then make the Rock Hall more of an attraction. Put a freaking hotel down there. Put the casino down there. Put a bridge put a so people can get there. to that side of the river by crossing the railroad tracks with a pedestrian bridge. Put some restaurants down there and make it an area to go to. They wasted that lakefront. I know that we used to talk about that a lot, but they wasted that lakefront. They continue to waste it, and they should put something down there to make that Rock Hall more of a destination place to go to. You're it is such right. a gem for this town, and it's such a waste. It's I mean, the- if, I had a, if, if you were living out of town, and you yeah. were coming to see the Rock Hall, and now you got to get a hotel room that's six blocks away. Right. You lose the experience. You, if you come during the wintertime, you're screwed. Yeah. It, 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 it's nothing. It, it's and, such a waste. And there's and no shopping downtown. Amen. Uh, you're so right. And we have talked about this before. The Mather is not an attraction, but it would be a great ticketing booth. But go to New York. Take a look at Pier 58. Go to Newport News, buy up a whole bunch of old battleships and and put a naval attraction of veterans, a military attraction right there on the Great Lakes because there's an awful lot of vets between Chicago and New York that would come to Cleveland and enjoy the history of this country. Yeah. It's easy. It makes me sad when I, um, you know, I sit down there and, and I see all that stuff that is just wasted potential. Yeah, that we have down there, and you know, I know it's a tired topic to sit there and talk about the lakefront and how you know it's a uh, like you know, trivia joke or about the building with the whales on it and and all that. But it's true. Yeah, it's the only city in the country that has a waterfront and a shoreline and a beach where all the rich people walked up and said, "Oh my gosh, look." Uh, Let's put a railroad track right here, and we'll go build our mansions on Euclid Avenue. It's just just stupid to have such a gorgeous area that could be so big. And I understand that it snows and the lake freezes over and all that kind of junk. Yeah. But you can still make it uh, a destination. And like I said, it doesn't bother Detroit. It doesn't bother Chicago. It doesn't bother New York. It doesn't bother any place in Europe that has four seasons. It is what it is, what it is. We need to do something with the lakefront. Period. And here's the other thing I do to balance the Metro Park system out, so on and so forth. You know where the Great Lakes uh, and, and National Guard headquarters are, et cetera, et cetera, and all the stables and all that stuff that's way out by East 55th and so on oh, and yeah. Channel 8. I would put a world class golf course right there on the near east side to bring the city together, to have people from west and east. Come play golf right there, make some money for the city, and you could lay out some a tremendous golf course with views of the lake with, yeah, with a great design. It, it, the Metro Park should look into doing that too. Yeah, I, but again, I mean, I know that you know golf is it's a seasonal thing, and but 
What's wrong with putting the, the casino that you were supposed to build, the, the final one, right, 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 over there by the Rock Hall with a big giant hotel? Thank you. Make, you know, have some themed restaurants down there, and then put in whether it's an amphitheater or some sort of a concert venue right by the, the Rock Hall. It would be a destination for for entertainers to come. It would yeah. Be, but now it's just it. It looks fine. It looks nice, but it's such a wasted area, in my opinion. I don't know, but we got to get some people on from the city at some point to talk about that stuff. I agree. I'm working on that. I hope to have some news in the next couple months to get people to come on and talk about how we fix Cleveland. Gunner, your message came through. Check out what Painesville, Ohio, is proposing to build uh, to the Grand next to the Grand River. I like that area too. Yeah, that's a I, great area out there, but. I, I'm out in, in Avon, Airport. and I've looked at what uh, Lorraine has done to try to, you know, do something about access to downtown and the lakefront and so on and so forth. I, I It can be done, and like I Grand think River we should all cooperate. I liked Grand River back in the day. I don't know. I haven't been out there in a while, but, I mean, Pickle Bills, and they had right. a couple of different restaurants. I'm, a couple of different restaurants out there that were really nice. And I enjoyed going out. It was fun. But they could do a hell of a lot with that, too. Maybe they're planning on doing something with that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, who owns the land? That's a good question. Well, yeah, that's the good question. Who owns the land? Who owns the parking lots? Where does that $40, $60, cash parking fee go? Yeah, we need some answers, and we need some direction, and we need some results. Close the airport. The one on Richmond Road is fine. Use the airport for attractions. Absolutely. But isn't that area down there built like on a landfill too? Isn't there? It's built on landfill. And I also heard somebody economically say that as far as an attraction goes, because there's nothing else to draw your attention here to Cleveland. There's no shopping downtown. There's no real exciting down and 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 that people come into Burke and leave on their private jet so they can do business and then get the hell out of Cleveland. So until we fix that problem, I I don't have a problem with Burke being used well, as an airport. If all these people with all that money are coming in here to do business, maybe they should invest a little bit in this town because Thank you. right now it's not doing all that great. Although I, I will say this, the night that I left the Agora after not being able to park and we were on our way home, right? Um, we went down Euclid. Now, pissed me off a little bit because I had to see the new iHeart Studios, which I, you know, I was yeah, my job there. But um, it was really kind of buzzing, and it was kind of nice seeing downtown with people out at restaurants and bars and stuff like that. It was, I mean, it's not my yep. scene per se, uh, but it was nice seeing people down there. I mean, Public Square. I, I I thought differently a little while back when they closed off that bus line and went right through Public Square. I was like, "What right. are you doing? We need to open that up for people to take buses." No, they really should shut the hell out of that down and yeah. not allow a bus to go through Public Square because it looks nice. It could be another destination point to downtown Cleveland, and it's on the boat. You know, so people have to maybe go a little bit out of their way on the bus lines. I get it; it's pain in the ass, but it still would make this town. Yeah, it takes five minutes. Uh, a little bit better, in my opinion, because it looked nice. I I'm think they need to finish the second half of the casino and put it across on that little piece. Yeah, you know where they yeah. said they were going to build the second part of the casino and make that a destination as well. And we should do what Minneapolis does and connect a few more buildings with indoor walkways over the streets 
because it does get really cold here and turn downtown into a downtown and take Tower City and put some real shopping in there. Yeah, again, because Tower City used to be fantastic. When I started Amen. working at the radio station 23, 24 years ago, Tower City, we were in Tower City. That's where the studio was. Right. And it was great, especially at Christmas time. You'd look out the window and you'd see people shopping all over the yeah. place. They had great stores. Now the stores are crap. Yeah. You used to have nice restaurants there, fun stuff to do. And now, again, it's just a bunch of junk that's there. So they do need to clean up that downtown badly. Uh, I talked to a guy a couple, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, they were trying to do it in downtown Cleveland, but again, downtown's just such a mess. You need more stuff. They wanted to do a monorail system in downtown. Fine. Which would be a great idea, but you have to have places to go. (laughs) I agree. Some of the people I'm talking to and want to come on, we will do a show on how to fix downtown in the next few weeks. That's coming. Yeah. Um, We got to wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, Gunner says another great show. Keep it going. Thanks, Gunner. Uh, thank you for listening, Gunner, and everybody. We do appreciate all your feedback. You can always leave your comments on the message line if you want to sponsor the show. Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Or just go to the Seth Show.com. You can see where to uh, get us there. And um, let's see, Monday, we're going to have a great guest on. Yep. Looking forward to that. We'll have more on that. We'll keep an eye on social media for that. And then Wednesday, we're going to have a couple of people from uh, the Cleveland Crunch on to talk about their season. We'll have a player on. We'll have their marketing guy on to talk about what their season looks like and tickets and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know those guys as well. Uh, Appreciate it. And more to come. Thank you for uh, hanging with us tonight. Mike, thank you. Thank you, We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, folks. See you next week. See you.